Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and we're talking some love, and we're talking some thunder. The latest entry in the MCU, and the first ever fourth film in a solo series. I, I stopped there for a second, because there's been four Avengers films. But Thor and Love and Thunder just dropped. Uh, as I'm recording this, it is Saturday morning. I got to see it Wednesday night, thanks to some friends and stuff. Uh, it's, it's doing okay at the box office. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that into in a minute. Be more so, there are going to be spoilers. But before we get to the spoilers, uh, how, I'm going to do a quick spoiler-free review. And it... Mm, Christian Bell is awesome in this movie. Natalie Portman is... Well, I mean, she's perfect anyway, but she's perfect in this movie. Um, Tessa Thompson is wonderful. It's it's a good... it's an, I liked it better than Ragnarok. Uh, we'll put it that way. And then you should, you should see it. I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, if you liked Ragnarok, you'll probably like this one also because it has a lot of the same vibes. But that's... Uh... That's about all I can say. Um, sorry. Because there's a lot that goes on in it. It's hard to... To, to you know, talk about it. Um, we will talk a little bit about, you know, who's in it. We mentioned some of the cast. So, it's written and directed by Taika Waititi, who did Ragnarok, um, who has done Eagle vs. Shark. Uh, he did Boy, What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, Jojo Rabbit. Such a good show. And... Uh, next year he has Next Goal Wins coming out, so a lot of lot of stuff. Um, really broke in on Flight of the Concords. So he has a very unique voice, I will say, a very unique style um, in his storytelling. You know, a lot of directors have a unique shooting style. Like you can do something and you're like, oh, that's a Spielberg film or a Scorsese film, but you watch something and you're like, oh no, that kind of awkward. I guess New Zealand style humor is it's Taika Waititi, so that's and it lives up to it. Uh, we got Chris Hemsworth coming back as Thor for the upteenth time, and then uh, Christian Bell is Gore the God Butcher. Tessa Thompson is King Valkyrie. Uh, Taika Waititi is in the movie as Korg. I, I hesitated there because I was about to give a spoiler out, but well, I'm still trying to get say spoiler free. Uh, Russell Crowe is Zeus. That was in the trailer, so, yeah. And Natalie Portman is Jane Foster slash the Mighty Thor. And the Guardians of the Galaxy are also in it. You have uh, Peter Quill, Mantis, Drax, Nebula, Groot, Rocket, and Kraglin all showing up. Uh, and another great reappearance is Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Luke Hemsworth as Loki, Odin, and Thor. So, uh, that was pretty funny. They're, they're always right. And they have a little bit of an expanded role in this movie. You get to see them off stage, as it were. So, it's... It, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I guess let's just jump into it. So, spoilers. So, the movie opens um, like Mad Max style on this wasteland. And... You have Gore and his daughter, who, they're, they're dying, and the daughter 
dies as Gore is sitting there, you know, praying to his God to, to save them and everything. And his daughter dies. He finds this little oasis out in the, the wasteland. And inside the oasis is the God, Rapu, that's who he's praying to. And Rapu is celebrating because he had just killed this this other guy. Or I can't remember if they established if he was a god or not or just a, a rando dude. But this dead guy had the necro sword, which is which can kill any god. And so as Rapu is making fun of Gore and all this, the sword basically speaks to Gore and goes to him and he kills Rapu and then he's like, ah, you know, I'm gonna kill all the gods. And then we see, then it cuts to Korg in a cave speaking like Mad Max style stuff, uh, telling the story of Thor and how he's, you know, peaceful now and you know, he got in shape um, and how he and the Guardians are out saving the world and stuff and it shows him, like, meditating and the Guardians are in this big fight and they're like, oh, Thor, we need your help. So he's, he's back to fighting. And they... They save these people in this war, and but in doing so, they like destroy their sacred temple. And Thor's like, "Oh, typical Thor adventure, ha ha ha." Um, and then they they're looking at all the distress signals. No one then for for their next mission, and there's one from Sif. That's why I paused a second ago, because Jamie Alexander is back as Sif, and Thor's like, "Oh, that that Sif, I gotta go save her," and boom. We're gone. Like, the Guardians are in one scene. I I was a little upset with that, because I was really looking forward to that dynamic, uh, that group dynamic that they had and what they were doing and everything. And So it was, uh, you know, a little, little upsetting, yeah, to have them make one thing and then, poof, they're, they're gone. Um, but, oh, you know, whatever I guess that, that is a lot to to put in one film also wasn't a huge fan of how Thor again in one scene got in shape and lost all his weight so he's back to like massive god bond guy because um, you know his weight was like part of his grief and everything and I feel like he was still kind of grieving at the end of Endgame you know he, he doesn't have his brother his people have been relocated, he's just kind of lost, but yeah, you know. Then, we flash to Earth. There's a lot of jumping around in this movie. And we see Natalie Portman back as Jane Foster, which, yay! Uh, I, I love Natalie Portman. She is, she is the best. And, um, we find out she has cancer. Like, stage 4 cancer. Which, and it's, oh, it sucks. Um, and she's going, you know, trying to figure out what she's going to do. She's going to keep going on. Darcy is there to help her. And she's, and even uh, Selvig has like a little Zoom chat with her at one point. So we get to see a little bit more from, you know, the other Thor movies and see them pop up, which was nice since they weren't in Ragnarok, really. Um, she feels this calling. And it, it was a kind of a really cool parallel how the Necro Sword called out to Gore. Well, Natalie Portman goes to New Asgard 
and Mjolnir, the hammer, is calling out to her. You know, it's all crushed and destroyed after Hela destroyed it in Ragnarok. Because, um, you know, who knows where Captain America left Mjolnir, his Mjolnir, and when he returned it. But, see, plot holes, when you're, what, 30-something films in, uh, 29, sorry, you, you're going to start to get little plot holes, but whatever. So, she's sitting there staring at the bubble little display that Mjolnir's in, and the rocks start to shake. And then it cuts away again. I'm like, oh my gosh. That was another, like, the next time we see her, she's in full Mighty Thor get-up with the sword and, or, sorry, the hammer and everything. And I would have liked to have seen, you know, that, that scene, that first transformation scene. And it turns out at one point when they were together, uh, which we learned through another cave Korg story, Thor told Mjolnir, like, hey, you know, instead of the whosoever be mighty, it's, you know, Mjolnir, take care of Jane, blah, blah. So when she uses the hammer, she's, like, in good health. But it also zaps her energy, so when she doesn't have the hammer, she's even worse off, which is sad. Um, we, but that's not revealed until a little bit later. So Gore's out there killing gods. Um, he shows up at New Asgard. And they kind of stop him, but he kidnaps all the kids. Because what's the best way to quickly show somebody's a villain? Have them kidnap kids. Unless it's, unless it's the Pied Piper, and then for some reason he's a good guy. I don't know. So the everybody's freaking out, and Thor's like, no, we're going to put an army of gods together. So they go to Omnipotent City, where all the gods hang out. And they decide they're going to talk to Zeus. Now... This, I had a problem with this scene. I, I had problems with this movie. And it was a Marvel problem. Because there's so many people in the scene, I'm not paying attention to what's going on. I'm trying to see who's in the scene. I'm looking for uh, the Egyptian gods from Moon Knight. I'm looking for uh, the the djinn and stuff that are in Miss Marvel right now. There are some of the gods, elders, whatever you want to call them, from Black Panther there. There, you see them, um, and Korg meets his god, and he's just like a rock dude chilling. But, you know, it you get so dependent, so expectant, I guess is a better word. You get so expectant of the Easter eggs that, you know, you're like, this is a perfect opportunity. And I'm sure there's some more in there that I missed. Um, you know, we were watching it in 3D on, and everything, and it's been a long time since I've seen a movie in 3D. And so the my eyes aren't used to the glasses and stuff. But anyway... They go, and he's like, hey, Zeus, help us. Zeus just laughs at him, so they decide they're just going to attack Zeus and steal his thunderbolt. During the fray, Zeus throws it at Korg, and Korg shatters. Thor gets pissed and throws the lightning bolt back at Zeus, and it goes, like, right through his chest. So back to back, you're just like, oh, my gosh, Korg died. Zeus died. Well... Then you hear talking, and Korg is back. Apparently, their face is the only part that's alive. Um, yeah, anyway. So, then they, with the Thunderbolt, they go to leave to this place where uh, the Shadow Realm, where it's so dark and scary that even color doesn't go there. Which is kind of cool, and it looks like a black and white movie, except like when they're using 
their powers, and then it has little sparks of color. I thought that looked really cool and was really smart and just a, a nice little use of the myth and the legend and stuff to, to get it going. And pretty much as soon as they get there and they find Gore's house, I mean, if you could call it a house, it turns out that Stormbreaker was his end goal the whole time because with Stormbreaker, he can get to eternity. And when you, the first person to go to eternity can ask and get any wish they want granted. And he's going to ask for all the gods to die. So, fight ensues, and he gets Stormbreaker and goes to eternity with the kids. Um, everybody's jacked up. You know, Jane's reeling from her cancer. Valkyrie is, is pretty wounded, and again, Korg is a face. So they go back to New Asgard and kind of lick their wounds, and um, it's decided that Thor is going to go by himself. Valkyrie can't fight. This is where we learn more about the hammer and the cancer, and Jane is just devastating. So Thor gets the lightning bolt, and he goes. And by the time he gets there, Gore's already using Stormbreaker and the Bifrost to open the gates to eternity. And this is this is where a in my mind a very Taika Watiti part came in because Thor talks to the lightning bolt. Um, he has all the he's there with all the kids and he you know does the whosoever is worthy let them temporarily possess the power of Thor. So all these kids have like teddy bears and rocks and stuff that are as powerful as the lightning bolt kind of, I guess. Um, it's, it, it's weird, and it just felt, I don't know. And so the kids are fighting off the monsters Why Thor is fighting Gore, and they, Gore's winning the fight, and then the mighty Thor, Jane Foster, shows up and turns the tide, and, you know, they get, they get the, the kids out of there, and they follow gore into eternity well while they're in there jane has reverted back, well she's reverted back to just her human self so she's laying there dying and gore is walking up to eternity and it, this was a really cool looking scene too like everything was white except the outline of eternity and it was the very kirby-esque stars and space and stuff and looked really cool and gore is like you're not gonna fight me and Thor's over there holding, holding Jane. He's like, no, you know, you've won. Uh, you can tell you've already won. If I only have a few moments left, I want to spend it with her because I love her. Yeah, I don't know why you would not choose love. And Jane dies. Like, there's just no way around it. And it was like, oh my gosh. Uh, that, that, that hurt. Because I was all excited. I wanted to see more of the mighty Thor. And Gore... I mean, he's also pretty jacked up, too. He walks up to eternity, and next thing we know, his daughter is back alive. And as he dies, you know, he tells stories like, take care of her. And then we're back in New Asgard, and or, no, not New, we, we think we're in New Asgard. Thor's cooking breakfast up for love. Love is Gore's daughter. Um, cooking breakfast up, and then next thing we know, the they're, they're actually in a spaceship, and the doors open, and there's this fight on a beach, and so they go storming out there, 
and um, Thor has Mjolnir again. Love has Stormbreaker, and she also has like superpowers. And they're they go and fight, and that's where the love and thunder comes from. A little cheesy, but also a little sweet. So, takeaways. Like that, there's some really cool scenes um, toward the end of the movie. I really liked the first of the movie. Not so much a fan. Korg got a little annoying with his voiceovers. Um, I exposition. We we were watching the new Cheaper by the Dozen last night, and like the first 10, 20 minutes of it, it's just exposition. And I've realized I don't like that in movies. And this movie was kind of the same way. Now, like I said, there's too much Korg. But Natalie Portman and Christian Bell are the reason you go see this movie. They are amazing and wonderful and do such a great job. Uh, the the jokes seem a little forced at times, which is sad. But I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I, I'm one of the people that I enjoyed Dark World, you know. Most people didn't, so that's why they went the Ragnarok direction. This one, at times, has that seriousness... But then it'll have like a really sweet moment and then it's like, oh, hey, Korg's here, da-da-da joke. And it kind of ruins it. Uh, but there are some jokes at work, like Melissa McCarthy shows up as Hella. And that, in the stage play, so that was kind of funny. Um, we do, in the mid credit scene, we get introduced to uh, Hercules. He, you know, it turns out Zeus is still alive. He's like, oh, my son, Hercules, go kill Thor. And then in the end credit scene, Jane arrives at Valhalla, and Heimdall's there. So, you have to see Idris Alba, so that's that's always nice. Um, it... A lot of people probably aren't going to like this movie, but I, like I said, I enjoyed it more than Ragnarok. Um, some of the jokes did work for me. Like, he's got his goats, uh, was it Toothbreaker and Toothnasher? And they're, they're kind of, they're like giant screaming goats, so that was interesting to see, but all in all, I'd have to give this movie like a six, six and a half out of ten. You know, it was for as great as some of them, like, the, the greatness just edged past the not greatness. You know, if we would have had a little more of the Guardians, that probably would have bumped it up a little bit. Um, if it, if Korg would have actually died, that would have been, oh my gosh, you know, and that would have moved it up. But instead, he's just annoying and annoying and annoying and annoying. So, that's unfortunate. But, you know, the movie, we talked about the box office. It's done like $77 million, which on a holiday, well, weekend after a holiday, being a Marvel movie, it's not the best. But not the worst. So go see it. Let me know what you thought about it. Uh, you can let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Just look for The Night Nerd. I'd, I'd love to see what everybody else's opinion is. Because, it, yeah, I'm, I'm about to go see it again. Uh, so I may have a different opinion. If I if my opinion changes, I'll update the show. But I don't, don't see it changing. But who knows? But that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you next time.